Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. And we do welcome back in Wyatt Thompson here on the program. Glad to join the voice of the K-State Wildcats here again on a Friday. Wyatt, how's the uh, bye week treating you here? You know what? It's gone really, really well. Um, Terrific win last Saturday night. I think certainly helps. They've worked a lot this week on you know, younger player development and that kind of thing. And uh, it, it's been good. I, I think when we get to next Friday uh, for the ball game in, in Stillwater, I think it'll be a healthier football team too. So all good right at the moment. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about, let, well, let's look back first. If you had to grade those first games, you know, we're, we're sitting here three and one now. It's, it's a natural break in the season, a natural time to look back. If you had to go back, I mean, it's it's certainly not an A because of the loss, but how would you grade the Cats out of the gates here? Well, I think if, if you're just giving a grade to offense, defense, special teams, uh, I, I think I would probably say a B for both the offense and defense and probably about maybe a B- minus for the special teams. Um, does that sound fair to you? Yeah, I think so. I'd be there on that, on those two. I, I think I think you could make an argument, too, to be a little bit better in spots uh, offensively and defensively, but I, I give it that grade because we've heard Chris Kleiman say this week, we haven't played our best football yet. We haven't been totally healthy yet. They've been, as an example, really good both offensively and defensively on third down. They've been really good offensively and defensively uh, in the red zone but they've given up a lot of big plays, you know, in the past game. Uh, offensively, I think the, the other night against UCF, they really kind of started to run the football like they had probably hoped to from the get-go. So I think there's still some, some things there. And even though the special teams has been okay, I, I think it's certainly capable of so much better. Chris Tennant, the kicker, uh, Jack Bloomer, the punter, both of those guys, I know can be better than they've been to this point. So I, I think three and one is, is, is okay. Um, I think a lot of people probably thought at the beginning of the year, maybe could have been four and oh, and you're, you know, a couple of seconds and a 61 yard kick away from 
at least getting to overtime and maybe having a chance for that. But I, I'm like Coach Kleiman. I think their best football is still ahead of them. Wyatt, let's get into the UCF game last weekend. I mean, obviously the DJ Giddens game, right? Rushed for 207 yards, four touchdowns, was the leading receiver uh, with 88 yards. I wonder, you know, obviously Treshawn Ward was out and, and didn't play. How much of DJ Giddens' production do you think came from the fact that he was kind of the guy? He was the featured guy because there wasn't Treshawn Ward in the lineup. Great question, and I, th- I think the easy answer is is without Treshawn, they basically went to DJ and said, look, this, this game's on you, buddy. We need to run the ball. We need to keep their offense on the sideline. There's no Treshawn. We can give a couple, two or three or four carries to, to, to somebody like an Anthony Frias, which they did, but you got, you got to carry the mail, and, and I thought he really responded. I mean, the numbers, as, as you talked about, were off the charts. He was the first guy to say after the game that he got beat up a little bit and he was sore, but boy, he loved it. <laughs> I think he proved that he can be, you know, a, a guy that can handle that kind of load. But even more than that, I think the perception of him is kind of been just more of a power back uh, in a backup role to do spawn last year. But I think he's proven so far in four games this year that he's better than that. He's got a little bit of wiggle to him. It's not like Deuce Vaughn's wiggle. Let's let's cut to the chase on that one. Everybody knows that. But his abilities uh, in both the run and the pass game have really gotten better and better and better in his time at K-State. So I don't know that he'll have another 30-carry game, but the fact that he could do that I think makes those coaches feel awfully good. And I know Coach Anderson, the running backs coach, is thrilled to death with what he did. No doubt about that. Wyatt Thompson, voice of K-State Athletics here is joining us on the program here on Sports Daily. Wyatt, something that Coach Kleiman mentioned as a point of emphasis this week, and I think we would all sort of point there, is big plays given up on the defensive side of the ball. It's, you know, you always hear the term bend, don't break defense. It's like they don't bend but break. They're almost the opposite of that. And do you, you know, is that a correctable, you know, attribute of a defense, do you think, in, in all the defenses you've seen over the years, is that something that can be cured here within a season? It is certainly correctable, and that's, I think, the best part. And that's why the B grade probably and, and the, the comments about the, you know, the bigger plays. I keep reminding myself that you go back to last year's championship team, and they had three pros in that secondary. None of those guys are around now. And as much as I really think of, of a guy like Jacob Parrish, a guy like Marquis Siegel, a guy like Will Lee, all of those guys in our program are first-time starters. And I think everybody thought that they would just pick up right where last year's group left off. And maybe that was a little too much to expect. With that said, I think everybody understands what kind of athletes those guys are. I think they are going to get better. But they need to get better pretty quickly because, you know, the, the reality of it is, is you said it perfectly. It's been a little bit backwards of what you would expect it to be, you know, the bend, not break thing. And But I do think they have it in them. I, I know Coach loves Marquis Stiegel, um, talked about him at length, about just what an instinctual player he is. You know, you go back to the Missouri game, and there were a lot of issues, honestly. I mean, there were bad angles, missed assignments, miscommunication, those types of things. 
I think the game with UCF, and some will agree with me on this and some may not, but I think that was more about let's give a little bit of credit, too, to the, the competition because the flea flicker, that, they, they fooled everybody there. That was a good play, and that's, that's what UCF is. So I think, it's, I, I think they made progress on some things, but, but just not enough yet. Hopefully that makes sense. White, I want to ask you about uh, an off-the-field uh, storyline this week with Chris Kleiman. You know, all of the um, the stories about what's happening at Michigan State, and he was asked earlier this week about his interest in that job, and I mean, he shut it down pretty quickly. You know, said he's not going anywhere. He loves Manhattan. You know, he's going to stay with the Wildcats. At what point do you think the questions stop with Coach Kleiman? Uh, as far as entertaining potentially other job offers? Or do you think that just with the way that, you know, he's such a great coach and with the way that, you know, that program at at Kansas State is set up, it just opens the door for questions always moving forward? I love the subject because I think there are several factors here that probably should be discussed. One, uh, I I think you have to start with the success he's had. People are going to notice much like they noticed Colin Klein in the offseason. And he, you know, he had opportunities to go other places. Hyman turned 56 on Wednesday of this, this week. Um, and as long as he is taking K-State to bowl games, and who knows if, if there's another championship or two um, left in him here. Who, who knows that? But I, I don't think it's going to stop until either, A, he gets a little bit closer and or above 60, uh, because he is good, um, or, or they're just going to figure out at some point the guy loves K-State, he loves his job there, he loves the guy he's working for. All of those things are in Kansas State's favor. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot there, but as long as he continues to win at a pretty high level in one of the best conferences in the country, people are going to they're, – they're at least going to ask. The old saying is, I'm going to make him tell me no, right? I think that happens a lot in this business. And and it's fair. I, I'm with you. I think it's flattering, and it's been flattering, you know, as a quick break from football here, and we can go back to football, but it's the same sort of topic with Jerome Tang now getting an extension there. It's not, you know, some exceptional, I think, amount of money among his peers, but it's an extension, and it's a further commitment from the university. If they have success early on the basketball floor, he's going to be the top candidate for, like, every job. But... Oh yeah. How impactful do you think this extension is in assuring fans like this is where he wants to be and this is where he's going to be for a while? There's not a better job out there for him. Well, I, I love this too because what I would tell you is, is I think he has been blown away by a lot of things about K State that maybe he really wasn't aware of until he got got to town. Um, I think he knew the potential of K-State basketball just based on, you know, a couple of those really good years that, that Bruce Weber had. He, he even said that, you know, through the interview process and in his early days at K-State that when Bramlage is rocking, it's as hard a place as there is in the country to play. And, and I'm, I'm in full agreement with that. But I, I think he has learned, you know, through the short time that he's been here uh, about the guys that he works four in uh, President Linton and Gene Taylor, the athletic director. And uh, those guys, I, I think, are front and center in giving him every opportunity to win at Kansas State in every way. Um, and, and you know what? That, 
back to Coach Kleiman, I think that is a factor, too, that gets underplayed because Gene Taylor has done a really good job of, of giving those guys what they need to compete. Now, they've got to go do their thing, too, and I think for the most part they have, but I think that resonates with both of those guys a ton. And, and on top of that, I will say that I think Coach Tang has been blown away by the donor base at K-State and just by the fans in general of how passionate they are, not, not just about K-State basketball, but just, just, you know everything about K-State athletics and, and Kansas State University in general. You know, you mentioned Gene Taylor, the athletic director, and you know, I think he's done a, a masterful job, not only in, in hiring uh, Chris Kleiman and, and Jerome Tang, but also in keeping those guys and keeping them happy mm-hmm. at K-State. You know, obviously the extensions and, and all of that. Uh, I mean, that's a difficult job to do, Wyatt, like to be able to you know, not only make two really good hires in football and basketball. And by the way, guys that maybe were a little bit under the radar as far as those hires are concerned, not big name splashy guys when he made the hires, they've had success and now he's being able to keep them. You know, so talk a little bit about that from your perspective, the job that Gene Taylor has done in not only hiring these guys, but then being able to keep them. Well, I could I could talk a long time on on the job that I think Gene Taylor has done at K State. You know, he came in and I think did a, a pretty quick assessment. Uh, I've been in college athletics a long time. I've, I've never seen anybody else do this. I'm not saying it's unprecedented, but I personally had not seen anybody do this. He went around in the first couple of months he was on the job and met with every athletic department employee face to face in their office or in his office just to kind of get a feel for everything around him. I I thought that was such a a great thing. And now here we are later, excuse me. And and you you look at what has happened in his tenure here. Um, I, I think what sticks out to me is, is he, he has hired good coaches, but it isn't just those two. Uh, but they get all the headlines, of course, because it's a ticketed sport and it's the, you know, the biggest thing we do with, you know, co- major college football and major college basketball is a big deal. That that kind of sticks out. But I, I think he's a guy that hires really good people and lets them work, trust them. And he really goes above and beyond, I think. I'll go back and use Colin Klein as an example. You know, I, I don't think K-State matched – anything and this is i i don't have any inside information on this but i don't think k-state matched any offers that that colin may have gotten elsewhere but i do think they gave him a pretty good uh bump in pay that i believe they felt like he earned and deserved that makes sense i just think he he's a he's also really good with the the donor base um and i think he you know i talked about those two coaches and and what they see when they look at Gene Taylor and President Linton, but also, you know, I, I think Gene has earned a lot of respect from from K State's new president and and so on. He he just gets it. I guess that's the simplest way to say it. Yeah, well, uh, clearly he does, and and it doesn't hurt that he continues to make really good hires. That obviously helps. <laughs> um, Wyatt, let's go to. Now, as we look at this bye week for K-State, is it's a chance uh, for everyone there to sort of observe the rest of the Big 12. 
it looks like the top four, which would be Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, and Kansas State. Maybe TCU's there. I'm not sure. To me, it looks like kind of a four-horse race. I do think that Kansas deserves to be in that conversation based on what they've done this year. Anybody else there? How do you feel about that group, and, and how many teams do you think have a legitimate chance to win this conference this year? Well, I, I think you're on that. I, I would I would put TCU uh, and save five, but that's just me. I, I kind of get it. Uh, both ways there I don't know that they've played their best football but like K-State they had a really good team last year everybody sees that they had to replace some very very significant players in their program including a quarterback that K-State didn't and I think they've done okay I I don't think it's right probably to to not include them at the top of that list at least today We'll see what what it looks like, you know, a couple of two or three weeks down the road. But I mean, Texas is playing at a different level, I think, at this particular point defensively. To me, that's the thing. Everybody wants to talk about Sark. I get it. They want to talk about Quinn Ewers. I get it. Xavier Worthy. I'm in. But defensively, I, I think that's the deal. And they're going to get tested this week. Like I don't know that they've been tested yet. Kansas offensively is pretty pretty darn good now, and, and I think they have a chance to, to not only be in the game but have a chance to win the game. I'm not saying I'm not predicting that they will win, but I'm not going to say that they don't have a chance either. I, I offensively, well, first of all, they're really well coached. Secondarily, their offensive coordinator is very very good, and when you have a quarterback like that with those guys around him, if they get decent offensive line play, uh, I think they've. <laughs> they're they're a hard out to me that's the matchup of the game in in some ways can their offensive line hang in there against texas's defensive front and then what will what will kansas do defensively those those teams are good um i i, I i'm starting to believe a little bit more on oklahoma i i don't know that i was right yeah. there when it was all said and done in the beginning but numbers don't necessarily lie, and they're playing better defense, and Dylan Gabriel is more consistent, and they're running the ball better than they did a year ago, and they're making a lot less mistakes. You think all of that's pretty accurate? I, yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, this year versus last year, it's not even, it's not even in the not same close. stratosphere. Yeah, no, they, no. If, they, if they play good defense like we think that they should with Venables in charge there, uh, I think they're very dangerous. Uh, Oklahoma State's the next team on the schedule. Doesn't seem to be dangerous. We know that's fool's gold when you go on the road. I'm just curious, Wyatt, in your experience around Coach Kleiman, how much of this week does he spend, you know, sort of breaking it down and just working in general, or how much of the extra time off does he typically take to prepare for the next opponent? Like, does he, is he, uh, you know, Andy Reid with the Chiefs, we know, is great out of a bye week and things like that. Is is Kleiman historically somebody that will spend a little extra time preparing for the next opponent on a week off? Oh, absolutely. I think you have to. Because after this week, as much as, you know, I think we are going to enjoy not playing this weekend and, you know, getting healthy and, and developing those younger guys like we talked about, you play eight straight times. And you, you've got to be ready to roll. And I would say that I think the plan was that they would spend at least a couple of days on OSU. That they, with the Friday game, um, we talked about this on the radio show the other night too, that 
you know, basically Sunday of this week will be their Monday. <laughs> so, uh, th- so they've got to work ahead a little bit. You know, OSU has been, you know, probably not what they hoped they would be uh, at this point. Uh, but, but traditionally, K-State has had the dickens of a time winning there. And uh, you you got to take all of that seriously. I I think we'll get their best shot when we go down there next Friday for sure. But but I'm I'm gonna say for sure at least two two full days you know prior to what they would consider quote game week. And we'll talk more about Oklahoma State, of course, next week with you, Wyatt. But it is uh, it is the extra time. Oklahoma State gets the extra time too. So you know it's. Yep. Um, it's they get that same thing and they're you know at least experienced in the coaching staff there too so you never know all right Wyatt well uh you know hopefully you can enjoy some time off and you know the the warmer weather and you're able to get out and have some fun and boy we'll we'll be right back at it here next week and we can all watch and see if Kansas can get it done against Texas and just really really fascinating game this weekend it's a monster game for both isn't it I mean there's no oh, man. no other way around it it's huge yeah the, Looking the, forward to the that. pressure about, and impact. Thirty games I watch tomorrow. I'll bet you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, and us Looking both. Uh, we're junkies. <laughs> we get it. All right, Wyatt. Well, we appreciate it. Let's do this again next week. Yes, sir, partner. Good talking to you, bud. There goes Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats. Uh, love having him in there. Love his perspective. I'm always curious to hear. You know, I, I think, and we, you know, I, I come from a different spot than really anybody because I didn't grow up and I can come in and, and legitimately have interest and hope for the best for both Kansas and Kansas state. And of course, Wichita state. So I am curious to always see like what the other side is looking at, you know, when they watch Kansas and, and pretty universally, I think, uh, I think the thought is that, yeah, they're for real. We'll see if they can get it done, but the wildcats, lots of work to get done in their time off. We'll have Wyatt Thompson in next week. And of course have that K state, Oklahoma state here, for you on the home of K-State Athletics, KFH. All right, so we have been told uh, that we have some more pairs of Dropkick Murphy's tickets, uh, drop Dropkick Murphy tickets to give away here on the show. So let's do this, Jad. Let's, uh, let's give away a four-pack of tickets right now. So normally we give these away in pairs of two, but now you've got a chance, you know, to take a group of people to see the Dropkick Murphys. So a four-pack of tickets. To our first caller right now on the IHOP hotline, Dropkick Murphys here in Wichita. Uh, They are coming October 4th at the Wave. Outdoor stage starts at 7 o'clock with Jesse Ahern and the Interrupters. It's Celtic Rock with the Dropkick Murphys, a four-pack for you right now. First caller during the break. We'll be right back on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.